0: Welcome to the CBIA BizCast powered by Google. On this podcast, we dive into stories about Connecticut businesses. Downs construction actually came to my school. And business leaders. I think it's always also really important to be able to see a path forward. We're shaping the future of Connecticut's economy. Thanks for joining us. I'm Amanda Marlow with CBIA and today we are joined by Forge Connecticut Vice President Adam Rodriguez.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: We are so excited to have you here. Um, We've been hearing a lot about Forge uh, who recently came Mm -hmm. to Connecticut and we're going to talk a little bit about that but Forge you know has been around for some time now. Tell me what Forge is.
1: Sure, so Forge is a nonprofit um, that helps innovators that are trying to bring physical prototypes to market um, we help to educate and prepare them to connect with regional manufacturers and work with regional manufacturers so that they have the support that they need to do something that's so difficult, like bringing a new product to market and they have the support systems around them. We make those connections. So you can think of us as kind of like a, a dating service, right? but if it's for startups and for manufacturers, if that makes any sense. Um, but it's really exciting because there's a lot of great innovation coming out of Connecticut. There's over 4,000 manufacturers in Connecticut. So if we can facilitate these connections, um, that's really the work we're
0: trying to do here. Really, because that's one of the hardest parts in the beginning, once you, you've you crafted this great product, mm-hmm. but now you need to figure out the, <laughs> the supply chain and the, the connections.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's bonkers. There's, there's so many different aspects of just becoming any kind of company, right? Um, you're thinking about... Market research, business planning, um, legal aspects of it, IP, and manufacturing—you know—that's just one component of that bigger process. So with Forge, you know that that component is large enough and, and tricky enough to navigate that we stay very focused on that part of it. Um, and then for those other aspects, you know, we do make connections through a, a wonderful state resources that startups have um, that they can tap. Uh, but for us, we're really focused on. You know, how do you take that actual product, how do you design it to be scaled? How do we then work with these regional experts to help you launch that product in the market?
0: Really, it's building a network for that entrepreneur.
1: Really is, yeah,
0: yeah. And you guys started in Massachusetts, so kind of talk to me a little bit about about that and the mission behind the original?
1: Yeah, sure, so that's a really good question. So we were born out of Greentown Labs. So Greentown Labs, uh, for those of, that don't know, is our, is the largest clean technology incubator in North America. So you picture under 100 plus square, 100 plus thousand square foot of, of, of space, there's over a hundred companies all working on clean technology issues. So hundreds of startups in the in that one building, most of them have physical components because most clean technology startups they're making something physical uh, whether it be a solar panel or battery storage solution. Um, so we started because a lot of we noticed at Greentown Labs a lot of these companies they come out of MIT they'd come out of Harvard and they would come to Greentown they'd have their prototypes and they'd automatically assume that they needed to send their prototypes to be scaled overseas yeah. And what happens is, when you are a startup, you have very limited capital. And if you make a mistake by sending it overseas too early and that product's not designed to be scaled, what we call design for manufacturing, um, you, could, you could waste a lot of your upfront capital uh, by making those mistakes early on. So in Massachusetts, there's over 7,000 manufacturers um, there now. And we realized that these 7,000 manufacturers have the expertise for generations on how to design products to be manufactured, um, how to stop some of these pitfalls. So we thought if we could only make these connections between the startups coming out of Greentown and Massachusetts manufacturers, we might be able to see the success rate of these startups rise. So we started doing that and that's where Forge kind of began. Um, This was back in 2015 so we started working exclusively with these Greentown Labs startups, all in clean technology. And we started making connections and working with Mass MEP, which is the equivalent of Constep here in Connecticut. We worked uh, closely with Mass MEP to meet and educate the manufacturers on some of the opportunities of working with innovators. Um, then we would make those connections. You know, if we had a startup at Greentown that needed injection molding and we had a manufacturer in Massachusetts that did injection molding, and they're open to these innovative opportunities, we'd make that connection, and, and, and from that, uh, to date, we've generated over $40 million in known revenue between innovators and regional manufacturers.
0: Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And just to see kind of where it started, and now you've grown and a little bit, so it's not just um, green technology. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that. So that's how we started in 2015, um, but we're glad that you know this one place is making connections to manufacturers. Um, and so places like Mass Robotics, Mass Challenge. They started reaching out to us to say, "Hey, can you connect us to manufacturers too?" And so from that, um, you know, we we are, we became the nonprofit sister organization of GreenTown Labs, which gave us the ability to work with all of these other organizations within the innovation ecosystem in Massachusetts. Uh, so we expanded our portfolio. To date, we've worked with over 650 startups. Um, and what's interesting about that is that if you are a startup that's that has a physical prototype. Um, Your success rate is usually about five to 10%. Um, The startups that we've worked with, over 85% of them since 2015, of those 650 are still in operation today. And I think a lot of that is because we're helping connect them with the experts right in this area that give them the knowledge they need to make good decisions with the money they have upfront.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of benefits to that, right? The supplier might be right down the road, yeah, oh. um, a phone call away, you know, on the same schedule. Yeah. But then we're also, you know, you're keeping everything right in the New England area.
1: Yeah, it's it's really a double benefit if you think about it. So you have the startup is they get to see their, their the first run of their production coming off the line. They can be there, right? They develop a personal relationship with their manufacturer. The manufacturer can make tweaks to a design before it goes to production because they've seen something that maybe the inventor hasn't seen before. Um, they, su- they can suggest new materials that could save costs. They can suggest new uh, tolerance levels that might work um, with their prototype. And so that's a lot, those are some of the benefits with working with regional manufacturers, um, but there's also other things too. There's a lot of assumptions that if we go overseas, we're gonna save money. Um, but there's also, it, when you go overseas, there's IP laws that are different, right? Is somebody gonna take your idea and then you find it on the Home Shopping Network the next day, right? Or um, you think about tariffs uh, that, that co- you know that cost to ship things from overseas, even though that upfront price uh, is is lower than what you're quoted down the road here in, in the region. Um, you you got to think about some of the tariffs associated with that, the lead times, um, the environmental impact of, of, of shipping things across seas. So there's there's a lot of amazing benefits to working with some of the regional manufacturers here.
0: What were some of the challenges? I know you said you know manufacturers that were open to working with a startup. Mm-hmm. That's kind of can sometimes be a bet in of itself for them. What have been some of the Workarounds for that.
1: Sure. So that's where Forge really comes into play. Um, what we do is we offer workshops, thought leadership pieces. We're constantly having events, um, uh, virtually and in person, to educate our serves on some of the best practices of working with manufacturers. And all of that, what that does is that prepares them to engage with the manufacturer. So you're not just, hey, I invented this thing in my garage let me go knock on the door of, you know, Bob CNC and see if he can make this. It's now, I invented this thing in my garage. I've connected with Forge to understand what the manufacturing process looks like. I've connected now with a design firm who has designed this specifically to be scaled. Now I have design files. Now I can go to the manufacturer and say, here are my design files. Can you give me a quote to have this thing produced? So there's that, that's kind of the avenue with Forge is educate and then make that connection process as their product development journey is going. Um, but in the meantime, some of the things that we talked about too is just like, where do we get funding to do that? Do I have the market research to know that this product can even sell out there, right? Um, do I have a good business plan to pitch to investors? Do I have IP? Do I have you know um, the legal work I need to get this out in the market? Uh, certificates, you know, all of that, all of the, um, you know, industry regulations, making mm-hmm. sure, any um,
0: Crossing all the boxes before you start the the conversations.
1: So even though we don't specialize in those other things, we have so many amazing partners um, within the innovation ecosystem that we can say, hey, you know, you can talk to this person, you can talk to, you know, CONSTEP, you can talk to CT Next, you can, you know, you can talk to all these great, you know, CCEI right down the road um there's just so many great support organizations uh that we all end up working together with uh, to help these startups and and ultimately bring their products to market
0: so let's talk about that a little bit you uh were in massachusetts Mm -hmm. had seen a lot of success there at what point how how did the conversations begin with connecticut
1: yeah i love this part because um this was maybe i want to say about three years ago now we had three to four really amazing Connecticut startups come to us. Um, I think this is right around the time of COVID when people were starting to onshore some of their production. And uh, we were seeing a lot of startups come to fruition. Totally, because people had more time to focus on that idea they had in their garage, right? Yeah. Um, and so we had to see these amazing innovations coming out of Connecticut, and they were reaching out to the Forge, they were finding us in Massachusetts, and they were saying, hey, we want to connect with Connecticut manufacturers. And at the time we said, that's great, but right now our whole network is Massachusetts manufacturers for the most part. We're funded to operate in Massachusetts, even though we're not a Massachusetts company, we're funded to operate in Massachusetts. So in order to build up a Connecticut network of manufacturers, we would need funding to operate in Connecticut. Um, And so what's cool about that is that some of these startups, um, they went knocking on the door of the chief manufacturing officer at that time, Colin Cooper, and said, hey, you know, we we want to work with connected manufacturers. How do we get this done? How do we bring Forge here? And through some of that advocacy, pretty quickly, you know, Colin Cooper signed right on. And then Paul Lavoy followed Colin Cooper and he, and he was a huge advocate from the beginning, um, kind of carried the torch there. And then CT Next uh, understood what we were doing on the innovation end of this and the economic impact this could have um, and how it helps startups. And before you know it, you know, we had funding to now operate in Connecticut. We've been here since October.
0: Wow. Yeah, That's awesome. And you guys recently had your launch party um, yeah. and, you know, kind of open house, if yep. you will, um, where, you know, a lot of people came in, got to learn a little bit more about you, yeah. but also a number of companies also, you know, got to take home some, some cash to help yeah. them.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that was fantastic. And that was really exciting to me because, you know, when I came into Connecticut, it's different, than Massachusetts, right? I mean, we're neighbors, um, and I think we work well together. Uh, but there's there's a big difference, right? If I need to find startups, and I need to find support systems for startups, you go to Boston; it's right there. Everything is right there, right? They could throw a, a rock and hit a new, you know, incubator, right? In Connecticut, that activity is here, but it's not in one central location. So, what I had to do is come in here, drive around, you know go to the CCI program, um, go to Yale Ventures, uh, you know, go to University of Hartford, uh, f- you know, go to some of these, these um, like ABCT, uh, wherever the startups are, and, then, and those are all over the state in different pockets. Even UConn alone has four or five different, you know, um, entrepreneurship, engineering, and innovation support groups, right, and so there's different pockets within the pocket. Um, well, one thing that I noticed going back to your original question, one thing that I noticed is there's this funding gap, right? There's a lot of these great ideas are starting their journey, but then they hit this kind of valley of death because they don't have the money to get to that next level. Um, and so, what was great is that part of what came along with our, our funding from the Manufacturing Innovation Fund and CT Next is this, this pocket of money that we could give to some of these great startups to help bridge that gap um, and get them to that next level and keep that awesome momentum going. Um, so yeah, we were able to give out $40,000 across uh, five different startups that, that night. So that was exciting.
0: What was the, the atmosphere like um, in there? Tell us about that.
1: You know, it's interesting because I started in October and knew nobody in Connecticut. Like, I have a great network in Massachusetts, but knew nobody in Connecticut. And I started meeting these amazing people, you know, Jack Crane from CONSTEP, right? You got Paul LaVoy, you know, the only state with a chief manufacturing officer. We got Oni at CTNEX, right? And what's awesome is you have these amazing leaders in Connecticut that have trust, they start introducing you to people, and then you start building out this network. And so slowly since October, I can start seeing my network build and build and build and everybody's excited about working together. They're excited that Forge is here. So when I think about the launch party, it's like, oh my God, I can't believe like I have this many friends in Connecticut now. This is so cool to see, you know, over a hundred people at this event when we knew nobody in October. And everybody's talking, everybody's getting along. There's a good energy there. We're seeing these amazing innovators. There's these amazing startups there. There's amazing support organizations like CBI that cbia there right it's it's really cool to see all of that from nothing
0: and i'm sure the you know startups i know a couple of them we work with as well member companies um we're just so excited to really getting that access to capital i know you know the connections is so important but Mm -hmm. you need that that capital in order to really launch
1: yeah you do you do and i'll tell you sometimes even five hundred dollars helps right it's like you could have uh Uh, you're working with an attorney and it's important for you to have an NDA, right? And and so that you can use that $500 to get there. You you gotta think a lot of these, a lot of these startups, they have ideas and it usually starts, you know, they use some of their own money and then they go to friends and family. And then, you know, when you wanna work with a venture firm or you wanna work with an angel investor, you need to have the market research to show that there are customers out there that that wanna buy this product. And if you don't have a support to, or a financial support, you don't have the financial means to do that market research, or you don't have the financial means to build a prototype that people can see what it looks like, how it works, actually touch it. Um, You know, those are some of the small money things that bridge those, those gaps to get you to the investors and say, oh, I can see your idea now. I can see the market research. I like this idea, it makes sense for us. I'm gonna see an ROI on this. Here's more money to get that going. So those little those little those little pockets of money do help a lot.
0: In terms of, you know, the successes, taking what you've learned in Massachusetts, what you've started to see here in Connecticut, what do you think some of the like key pillars are for the Connecticut, you know, climate, um, even Connecticut businesses to really help make this a success?
1: Yeah, I mean really what it's gonna be is getting In Connecticut, I learned very quickly, I went to an event at CT Next, right? And it was an SBIR event um, where a bunch of different organizations from Connecticut came together to figure out how do we help, um, you know, entrepreneurs with the SBIR uh, application. And what was so interesting to me is that there are all of these amazing organizations and we did kind of like an introduction, each of us would stand up, I'm with Forge, and you know, I'm with, you know, the uh, NCM, whatever, whatever, right? What's cool is that when they say what they did, you can see people look at each other and say, wait, I didn't know you did that. That's so cool. I do this, we should talk, you know? And so to answer your question, I think one of the pillars is gonna be getting these amazing organizations talking to each other and kind of forming an alliance to expose that they're there to help and work together to embrace, you know, all of these great services, and I think I think you know there's a organization called Launch in Hartford, and they are, are just starting out. And I, I think that they have a really uh, amazing idea for doing that, at least in the Hartford area, and really being uh, doing similar work to what Forge is doing. In that they meet with a startup one to one, they figure out where are the gaps and where they need to get, and then they connect them with resources that are here in the region. So I think the pillar is going to be doing that, but on a larger scale at a state level, Um, having somewhere that, that a startup can turn to, say what they need, and then have somebody be able to direct them to all the great resources that are around.
0: Uh, and in terms of the relationship with manufacturers, obviously, you know, Paula Boy, mm-hmm. um, Constap really have those connections. But what have the conversations been like initially with these other, man, you know, individual manufacturers?
1: They've been great. You know, um, I, one of the first manufacturers I met uh, was uh, Bill Hazard down at Nova Precision. And he was just saying how excited he is to work with startups in any capacity because, you know, if he doesn't if he doesn't have what like that startup needs now, he wants to meet them to see if you know maybe I should invest in, in some capital equipment to help out this startup. He's very excited about innovation, um, so he's one of the he's one of those manufacturers that says, yeah, send them to me. I want to work with them. I want to see what we can do here in the state. And I think a lot of the manufacturers that we've met with so far are are under that same you know under that same uh, label because. We have, we've only been here since October, and now we have over 60 Connecticut manufacturers in our portfolio um, that are eager and willing to work with innovators. So I think the reception's been great. There's still a lot of work to do. Um, It's really a boots on the ground approach. It's getting the word out. It's doing things like this, and thank you guys so much for having me here. Um, It's doing things like this that manufacturers can understand that when you work with Forge, we're de-risking these connections that we're sending your way. We're vetting them first. We're making sure that they have the funding they need to work with you. We're making sure they have the design files ready to go. We're making sure that the volumes that they're looking for align with the volumes that the manufacturer has. So we're making meaningful, well-fit connections to the manufacturers and making it easy for them to do the work that we're doing.
0: And we've, we've seen a lot of startups in Connecticut during the pandemic, you know, kind of post-pandemic period. Um, has it been easy for you to get in touch with them? Um, is a lot of your knocking on your door right now you have to find the manufacturers to support them?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, I wouldn't say easy, right? It's not easy because yeah. uh, going back to what I said earlier, Connecticut has so many different pockets of innovation. You know, you could have, you know, the Danbury hacker Space? you know, you could be there and meet with four or five stars, but then you go over to make Haven in, in new Haven and you're meeting with another four. And then you're up here at makerspace CT and there's another three. So, um, really getting,
0: but there's a demand,
1: there's a demand, there is a demand. Um, it's really figuring out where these people are, right? Like they're there. Um, and I know that there's a lot more right now. we've already had really good momentum with the startups coming out and saying oh i we definitely can use this uh, with forge, but I know there's a lot more so how do we I think that's the challenging part is how do we we don't have that central Boston location where they all live? how do we figure out where they all are and get them all together to to have forge help them out
0: great and what what are what's next um obviously we um, saw the event, mm-hmm. um, kind of the bringing people together, the really big launch. Tell me about what um, Connecticut can expect to see in the coming months and how we can support you.
1: Yeah, yeah, thank you. Well, this is a huge support. You know, just being able to get the word out is the biggest thing. It's, it's again, it's boots on the ground. It's going to events, it's doing podcasts, it's going to universities and speaking. Um, it's it's really just all of that, throwing our own events, like you, you mentioned with launch. Um, creating uh, a noise around us, right? Um, so what's next is right now I'm you know, I'm vice president, I've been doing this since October, pretty much on my own. And right now we're hiring a program director, we're hiring a program manager. Um, so I think you're gonna see an even more aggressive approach. You're gonna be seeing Forge scattered throughout the state a little bit more. Um, and I think that that is the next step for us. We have, we've checked all the boxes as far as our, our roadmap goes. To, to launch the office. Um, and now we're at that point where along the way, we've met some great manufacturers and met some great startups. Now we're at, now we're positioned to do the work. like we're positioned to really get out there and get aggressive with um, with helping these innovators and and providing these opportunities for manufacturers in Connecticut. So once I can hire those two positions, I think that's that's the next step.
0: Right we're now. really going to start to see it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we'll really start to see it. Now.
0: Great. So let's talk a little bit about you, too, and your background. I know you have a background in manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, too, because, you know, I've been in manufacturing for now almost 20 years. And, you know, I started my my. there's a place called Lennox Manufacturing that makes saw blades. They're in East Longmeadow, Massachusetts. And as a kid, that's where my dad worked. That's where my uncle worked. That's where my grandfather worked. Um, and so, you know. As a kid, I said, "I'm I'm never working there. You know, this is not <laughs> my thing, right?" And where did I end up working? Linux well, Manufacturing, right? And it, I, I'm so glad that I did because I started off on the shop floor running a machine, um, so I have that perspective of, of manufacturing and what the shop floor machine operators go through. And then I went to managing a production line. From there, I went to supply chain and procurement, um, and so I got to see a really good. Um, viewpoint of, of what manufacturing is from all the way on the floor, all the way to the, you know, the, the office. Um, so it gave me a, a really cool understanding of how that process works. But what's interesting is when I found this job, you know, it said manufacturing, you have to meet with manufacturers. I'm like, oh, no, that's easy, you know? And so I go out and all of a sudden I realize there's more than saw blade manufacturing. Like there's printed circuit board manufacturing, there's, you know, sheet metal fabrication, there's injection molding. So walking into some of these manufacturing operations was really foreign to me and but was really neat is that there's a lot of principles that doesn't matter what you're making or what your machines produce that almost all manufacturers follow. So the environment, the people, um, the dedication to quality, all of those things resonated with me. And since that time I've been able to go in hundreds of different local shops and it's just so impressive every time to see some of the things that these people are making the organiza- organiza- the culture the organizational culture that manufacturers are embracing you know these kind of family type atmospheres um, it's it's been it's been really cool uh, so I feel very fortunate to,
0: to have that and the innovation that they're seeing uh, not only because of you know what these startups are coming up with, but they've got to innovate too to keep up.
1: You're absolutely right. And that's that's kind of the drum that we're beating is, you know, some manufacturers can, you know, they can be okay with producing for the same, you know, three customers for the last three decades. Um, but what happens when one of those customers, you know, goes out of business and all of a sudden you just lost 30% of your revenue stream. Um, that's, the, that's what we're saying is the next thing coming is innovation, you know, and, really embracing some of these these startups that want to work with you. If you think about it really, like every product that a manufacturer is producing, whether it's their biggest company or their smallest company was once a startup. I mean, it starts off as a startup, right? Producing one item. Um, and so there's there's absolutely opportunity there. And I think that manufacturers are really starting to understand that, they're starting to embrace it. And I think that's why we've had a pretty easy time so far in Connecticut and and creating our our, our momentum with the manufacturers and building our portfolio there. Um, Really exciting opportunities if you can fill capacity gaps, um, you can discover new industries you might not be working in, you could be a medical manufacturer and all of a sudden there's an aerospace opportunity uh, that I could bring your way that will work on the machines that you currently have. Um, so it's, it's, really, uh, it's really exciting right now, especially with just this increased activity in, in the startup world.
0: And the, that increased activity turns into, you know, really supporting the economy where these startups yeah. are.
1: Yeah, that's another great part about all this is that it's a, you know, it, it wins in both ways. You're launching these, you're supporting and launching these amazing products from the state. And by surrounding them with all these great resources, you're making a pretty good pitch to stay here in the state, right? By connecting them with manufacturers in their backyard, it's another good uh, pitch for staying here in the state. So that's great for the economy if you have this up and coming startup, you know, coming out of Yukon or Yale, and those 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 you know, young adults decide to stay here, then that's great. And they set up operation next thing you know, they have a you know a warehouse here, and, and that's all, all really good, good for, for the economy. But then, at the same time, you have these new innovative products being made here in Connecticut. That's great for the economy too. Um, so it's it's really a, a double win on, on both ends.
0: So yeah, for manufacturers who are listening, for entrepreneurs who are listening, mm-hmm. what's the best way to get involved?
1: Sure, you can just go to um, forgeimpact.org, and all of our information is there. We do have a Connecticut landing page on there if you are from Connecticut. Um, but if you're a startup right on our website, you can set up a time to meet with our senior program manager, David, and have a one-on-one talk with him to he'll get an understanding of where you're at on your product development journey. And that's how it all begins. Now, if you're a manufacturer and you wanna get in touch with us, same thing, just go to our website and um, you'll have all these uh, different options to, to connect with us, let us know more about you, and I or somebody from my team will meet with you. We'd even come out to your facility and tour it if you're open to that um always helps us get a good understanding of what you produce. Uh, so yeah, that's the best way to get a hold of us is uh, forgeimpact.org.
0: And I know it's really it's still a summertime, but we do have a lot of events coming up yeah. in the next couple of months. So we, I'm sure we'll expect to see you there and can network as well.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much thank for joining you. us. Thank you, Amanda. And thank you for listening to this week's BizCast. You can listen, like, and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a review and let us know if you have ideas for a future podcast. And as always, for a full list of episodes, head on over to CBIA.com.